From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Kimberly Coyle. Do you ever feel like life is spinning out of control? I know I have. It's easy to lose focus and get overwhelmed. However, it's not hopeless. I promise you. The key to making it to the other side is understanding what centers you when navigating through a busy life. Kimberly Coyle is here to share with us a few touch points she uses throughout her day to help her remember that she is a human being, not a human doing. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an In Your Words question. We asked our listeners and friends of the show, name one thing your perfect day would include. And so we're going to share some of the things that they shared with us on Facebook. Yes. So Susan says, riding my motorcycle on a beautiful day. She says, I got my license in October, and now I'm eager for the warm weather to hit the road. I did get out on the bike today, though, which would have been a couple of days ago. Yay. Of course, any day at the beach is perfect. So I guess beaches and motorcycles. And Diana says, because I'm a foodie, lunch and conversation with a dear friend. All right, Kimberly Coral, what about you? Um, Yes, I have Noelle here, and she says that soaking in a bathtub full of bubbles, reading books while sipping on champagne. Oh, nice. And I think that sounds absolutely (laughs) perfect. (laughs) This is how I want every day of my life to end. Exactly, or begin. I don't know about the champagne. That might not go well. Can it, if can I begin it every day. At some point in my day, I don't care. What. Yeah, right. Or at 2 uh, o'clock, the hour before the kids come home. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Stop. I'm, I won't be able to stop thinking about that today. That would yeah, be right. awesome. We'd be wonderful moms if that's what we did before our kids came home. Um, and then Sharon on our Circles of Faith page says, One thing is impossible. Lots of warm sunshine with a few clouds and only the sounds of nature, especially songs and calls from many different kinds of birds. Oh, and a battery recharge for my phone so that I can Google anything I see or hear or want to learn or glean from God. I like that. I like that too. That's I like great. my phone for Googling things. I'll often be in a I conversation with somebody and I'm like, wait, 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 let's Google it and find out. And I'm sure it's probably annoying, but I'm like, no, no, we have to know the right answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's I do that a lot with my kids. There's a lot of Googling that goes on in yeah. our house. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes to a negative effect. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We've discovered some things that we probably should undiscover, but... <laughs> Anyway. Oh, gosh. Well, we can't always have the perfect day. Um, We've already touched on that. Imagine we could start every day or end every day with a bubble bath and champagne. Um, But we can bring a little bit of peace and order to the days that we do have on a regular basis. And Kimberly Coyle's here with us specifically so she could talk about her post that she did on her blog called Practical Tips for Coming Back to Center. So, Kimberly, why don't you start off by telling us why you wrote this post? Um, Yeah, okay. Uh, I wrote the post because I um, spent a good deal of last year, I think we've probably talked about this before, in, um, on one of the podcasts last year, I kind of let go of some of my, um, my routine. I wasn't quite as strict with myself about getting things done and having a routine. And I was just kind of 
um, winging it every day. And I found that that actually doesn't work for me. And I don't think it really works for most people, to be honest. I think you don't necessarily need um, a really specific routine, because I don't love that word, but you do need rhythms. You need some sort of rhythm to your day. So, um, so I was just thinking on that and this especially thinking forward into this year, 2017, how um, I wanted to reestablish some of those rhythms because I found myself floundering so much and I, I didn't feel centered. I felt like I was all over the place, which I was. I was all over the place and things that are important to me that make me feel most at home within myself um, were falling to the wayside and I, I wasn't making um, as much time and effort for them as I needed to to really be as, as good as I can be as a wife and a mom and just, you know, as a writer, as, as my own person. Um, so I, I really wrote the post for myself to kind of, to kind of stand as a reminder and a touchstone to return to when I start to feel myself, um, kind of flying all over the place. Uh, I can look back at this and, and remind me what I need to do. And I, I was hoping that it would also, um, encourage other people to kind of look at the rhythms of their day and what do they find important, what do they think is a non-negotiable during their day, um, and kind of have a, you know, sort of a morning plan, a midday plan, an evening plan, something around that that involves those things that are important to you. But I wrote about what's important to me. So that's how that all started. Okay. And I, and I love that you've categorized them in spirit, body, and soul. So why don't you... Um, share with us the different categories and how they broke down for you, not so that our listeners can copy them, but, but they, that they can get a sense of what you mean by those categories. And then maybe that'll get them thinking about how that category applies for them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I broke it down into those three spirit, body, and soul, because I think those are the three things that, um, really need to be in good working health and good working order. And they're, um, and they work together. If one of those is out of whack, then it's going to affect the other two areas. So, um, obviously your spirit, that's some sort of faith based or spirit based, um, practice that would kind of help you stay centered spiritually daily. Um, for body, um, I, I know this is really important. For a long time, it was not important for me. I was not a regular exerciser or someone who spent much time thinking about their physical body. I was very detached from it. Um, but after having children, I realized, one, I needed to uh, whip this thing back into shape again because it was like, you know, my body. I'd kind of been a little bit at war with my body over all of the changes that it was going through. So, um, I, I started doing various, trying different exercises and programs and what have you until I found something that worked for me. And uh, I think there is something that works for everyone. So that's something I, I think we should touch on is, you know, what works for me is not going to work for you necessarily, but everyone has some way that they can get in touch with their body. Um, and the third is soul. And for me, soul is, um, my mind, my will, and my emotions. It's, it's all of those things working together. So it's, um, the, the inner me, the, the me that is the most authentic and most true and, and my inner being. Um, so I have various things there that I 
I work on too. But, you know, as I was saying before, when one of those is out of whack, it, it definitely affects the others. Mm-hmm. What about you, Elise? When you, in terms of um, spirit, body, and soul, do you have things that you're consistent about doing? Yes, I do, but only recently. (laughs) Um, I mean, spirit-wise, I have uh, been in pursuit of the Lord and and been in relationship with the Lord, you know, in a very personal way for a very long time. Um, I guess like 29 years, to be exact. And so what does that mean for me? Um, Definitely some devotional time, daily, um, prayer time. Um, I... I do, I need a little bit more structure in my prayer time, meaning um, one of the things I've done recently is started a little bit of a prayer journal because I I like to keep track of the prayers that I'm praying for people because that's one of the ways that we see God's answers. And um, I, I love my moms in prayer groups that are very specifically praying for my children still as adults. And um, I love what we what we used to call in moms in prayer um, dogs days alone with God, and um, I've, I'm trying to put that in monthly in my calendar to just really be quiet, really sit at God's feet, really just not have anything else on that day, but um, you know, reading, soaking into the Word, uh, or just sitting, just sitting still and listening. As far as my body goes. Um, I just, I would say that I just didn't get how important this was to my health. And I don't even mean physical, uh, the physical is the obvious part, but um, emotionally, how important moving and being physically active is. And so now I do exercise every day, five days a week. And on weekends, you know, try to walk. And I hope to pick up tennis again if my body will cooperate. And then as far as soul goes, um, Mind, will, and emotions. You know, I, I would say part of my soul care is definitely um, I have a, count, uh, a counselor who is a Christian counselor, and I've known her for um, like 30, 25 years. And um, I check in with her every couple of weeks, and that is one of the ways that I stay, I think, balanced and um, keep keep my keep honest in some ways admit some of the things that are going on that are inside me that are not um not necessarily you know truth um and writing is a way of me uh, that i process thinking and emotions and i can neglect that and make it not as important uh, not as high a priority as it should be and then i really pay for it because i um I love that expression. I stay up in my head or I get up in my head too much and start thinking, um, just start thinking about things that aren't true and making up stories. And, um, Mm. so I really writing, writing is another one of those things that helps me to process and it's really important for my balance. Um, yeah. So I'd say that's, those are the key things. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. You know, in terms of spirit and connecting, um, you know, Kimberly, you said it's with prayer, scripture, and stillness. All of those um, fall under that category. You know, we did an episode early on in our podcast about spending time with God. And mm-hmm. what was so interesting about that episode is that it really looked different for each of us. And there have been times in my life, and I think I still struggle with this to some, some degree, where 
I think that I have to check a certain amount of boxes in order for it to be considered devotional time with God or, mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. you know, right. and I even ch- from time to time I change what I say because like, you know, devotional or Devo, that's such a Christian cliche, but you know, some days it is just me praying or someday it is me just listening to worship music. And yes, there should be some sort of consistency, but I think that, you know, even between the three of us, the way we do it is completely different and Mm -hmm. it looks completely different in every season. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I have to remind myself of that sometimes. And I think our listeners need to know that too, that just because we do something a certain way that, that, um, connects us with God doesn't mean that, that they need to do it that way either. Um, so I would encourage you guys to go back and check out that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just have to, pipe in there um Kimberly I think that is so important I think we have this sort of idealized image of how we can spend time with God and if we a lot of women I know struggle with um particularly again when they're younger with younger kids juggling that like what does this look like and I'm not getting to enough of this and um I love the flexibility that you are suggesting can work because it's really true you know when you're when you're having a tough day and you feel like how, how am I going to get to my, whatever it may be, you know, my Bethmore Bible study workbook, which is a big endeavor. Yes, intense. Um, intense. <laughs> and so how am I going to get to that? And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm going to put on some music that um, reminds me of who God is, you know, mm-hmm. um, it does it. Maybe I'm in the, maybe it's in the car, in the pickup, um, in the pickup line or whatever. It does not have to be uh, this prescribed thing I think that we can get into trouble when it is yeah and I think it's better to connect with God every day in the pickup line consistently than it is to take on these lofty studies that we're inconsistent with that we feel bad about not completing that we never have enough time to do um so and I think too I remember a friend of mine years ago um gave it was she wasn't really a lent you know a lent person like she doesn't she wasn't a traditional like cath in the catholic church is very much of a lenten practice but she um felt led believe it or not to give up her prayer list because it had become almost an idol for her mm. like she had to do it and she had to do it every day and she had to cover every you know every one of these people and every one of these intentions so i thought that was interesting and I, it kind of speaks to again what you're talking about with some of that um flexibility and fluidity it's okay we can do it yeah. differently. We can yeah. do it different ways. That reminded me of um, in Margaret Feinberg's book Wonder. Is that the name of the her book? Mm. I think it's Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck. I think, yes, I think. Mm-hmm. She talked about. I've not read it. Um, yeah. Letting go of her prayer list too, where she would only use one word to pray, and I think it was a, just a particular season. I think it might have been a month. It might have been more. Yeah. It's been a long time since I read it, but she just chose a word and embodied that word every day and I'm sure there was internal dialogue that went on with God but like just mm-hmm. leaving the wordiness and, and, and connecting that way um, and so yeah. very similar to what you were saying yeah mm. that's beautiful gosh I've yeah. I never thought of doing that I try mm-hmm. to this does not always work but I do try um, I don't I, I pray in the morning a little bit you know about my day but I, I don't have a, a big list going of things to pray for um, but I, I try throughout my day to just kind of keep a part of my, my mind open, um, to God and what he wants to say to me. And as things come to me during the day, I don't file them away for later to, to pray over. Mm. Like if, if I'm in the middle of 
washing dishes or doing laundry or driving in the car somewhere. And I just have a thought, you know, about something that one of my kids Mm -hmm. is struggling with or someone I know comes to mind who I know needs prayer or even if they don't need prayer, but their name just pops in my head. Um, Or I see someone on the side of the road who looks like they're struggling in some way. I, I do try to just be really present to that and sort of pepper short prayers throughout my day. And I, I found yeah. that to be much more effective for me um, rather than a super long, dedicated time um, because my mind is so distracted. And mm-hmm. and in this way, it kind of keeps me a little more present to what God is saying throughout my day. Um, and I, I will say too, like lots of times if, if I haven't been present, I will often wake up in the middle of the night um, and I feel like God, you know, is kind of prompting me to pray for someone in the middle of the night. So um, I prefer to do that in daytime hours, Lord. So, (laughs) um, you know, please let me sleep. Yes, let me sleep, Jesus. Um, So when these things come to me during the day, I'm like, let's let's deal with this now so that I'm not awake at, at one in the morning praying about this. Right, right. I love that. Yeah, and connecting with God throughout the day speaks so much more to relationship than it does to ritual or religion. And yeah. I think that that's a big distinction because I yeah. want to be something, someone who does connect with God when the, when the need arises or when something comes to mind and being open to seeing what he has to say to me throughout the day because if I only anticipate hearing from him or connecting him with him at a certain point every day and then I shut the door to that and I shut my mind to that I'm going to miss out and I'm not going to have the the depth of relationship I guess that's what um, pray without ceasing is about right just Mm -hmm. like be mindful of the Lord at all times and as people and come to mind we can always pray for them so yeah I'd like to do more of that yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, this is not something I do every day of my life. You know, I'm not super spiritual like that, but <laughs> it's a goal. Working it's on it. Right. Working on exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So under the area of body, Kimberly, you said in your post, which I love, you said, when my body moves, my brain receives a much longed for break. The motion centers my mind from its endless circling. And I really love what you went on to say later in the paragraph was walking gives me the chance to focus on them all brain, spirit, but every day move a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I like to multitask. Yeah. (laughs) So what are the, what are some of the things that you do and how, and, and when do you find time for them and how do you incorporate that? Does it look the same every day? How do you incorporate them into your life? Yeah. Um, I have, tried a lot of different things over the years. And I, I finally, um, I settled on running when I was in my, uh, early thirties and I started running, um, huge amounts and I was training, I was training for races. I did a lot of long distance races, a lot of stuff like that. Um, but eventually my body kind of, you know, gave out a little bit. <laughs> I had a lot of injuries and problems associated mm-hmm. with that. So while I still do run every day, um, I've incorporated some other things to kind of help with some of the, uh, physical problems that that's causing. Um, but I, I will say like in terms of what it does for my brain, um, being able to shut off the craziness, like the constant hamster wheel of thoughts that goes on in my mind all the time. And I think I speak for most women when I say that that's pretty normal for us. Mm. Um, 
running is the best way for me to do that. It is such a good distraction. And I run with either music or if I run on the treadmill, which I do a lot actually, um, which is totally lame and boring, but I put on Netflix and I run to Netflix and it just helps me turn my brain off. It's like a little gift I give myself. Um, you know, and I just feel good physically. I feel really good. So I do run about five times a week in the morning, right after my kids leave for school. And that has been, um, timing wise that has changed over, you know, seasonally. It just depends on what my kids are doing. But, um, I typically will run after they leave for school and I, um, and then once a week I try to do yoga. Um, sometimes even more, I'll just do like a video on my on my computer and and once a week I do Pilates um, which has been incredible in terms of helping me um, really as we were talking about being centered and and in touch with our bodies like the Pilates has helped tremendously um, for me to just connect to what I'm feeling in different parts of my bodies and what is hurting what isn't hurting what muscles am I using um, and I love feeling that connection I love knowing it just gives me a real appreciation for what the body can do and what we're capable of physically. And, um, and it reminds me to be thankful that I have a body that works, you know, like Mm -hmm. that probably, that won't be the case forever, most Mm -hmm. likely. Right. Many of us go through some sort of either through, you know, aging or through physical problems. Um, so I, I want to use it as a, in some ways now look most days I I totally complain when I you know get on the treadmill and I'm like gosh I hate this I'm so tired of running but I do try and remind myself that this is a form of worship is using my body in the way that God intended and taking care of my body in the way that God intended and um and that kind of helps get me over that mental hurdle of like this is the lamest thing ever I'm sick of it so (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think, Elise, we can agree that exercise just sets the right tone for the day. And, you know, occasionally I prefer to do it in the beginning of the day, but occasionally I will work out in the evenings when I just need to detach from whatever it is that's been on my mind all day. But you just, Mm -hmm. yeah, the way you feel afterwards, if you can keep that in mind, like you said, Kimberly, it gets you over that hurdle. And you know that the result is just, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's tremendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's physical, it's emotional, it's psychological, it's it's a lot of a chemical, you know. Yeah. It really is. I st- when I started running it was because I I well one thing I wanted to fit in my swimsuit. I mean, I'll just be honest about that. <laughs> but the other thing was I um I w- was having a lot of anxiety, a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of anxiety. I was in counseling um and it just I needed some sort of release apart from like just talking about my feelings and that was it. And the Lord really used that to heal me in Mm -hmm. so many ways. And it's hard to believe really that he could use something so simple, but Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, he did. He did. (laughs) Good for you, God. And you want to share with us quickly, Elise, um, your experience with exercise. I work out. My workout is usually done by 7:45 every morning. That's just unbelievable. I, I eat healthy food and um, you know low, low fat, low um, carb, uh, lots of fruits and vegetables and lean meats and protein. You know, all the stuff we know. I'm actually doing, and so it's working. And I feel better than I've felt in years. Yeah. No, I love to run. Um... 
when it's uh, warm out and when the days are longer, my husband and I run together. And now I'm running on the treadmill now that it's clo uh, colder outside and I'm indoors. And like even today, I didn't have a chance to run, but I'm planning on going for a walk before I move on to my next task on my list because I just think it's good to get outside. Um, it's slightly warmer than it's been this past winter. Um, but I just think it's important. I think if I go from task to task to task and I don't take a moment to get out and move my body, like I feel it. I'm sluggish. I'm not as, you know, my, my brain is like two steps yeah. behind me. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah I think sure. it's important. It's um, definitely more than body, you know, I mean, yeah. I think that's the, it, it's and and getting outside of course then you've got that added vitamin d which mm -hmm. is really nice mm -hmm. Good for mm -hmm. us. all right so as in most things soul care looks different for all of us um kimberly you listed reading creative writing um listening to music and chasing beauty so why don't you touch on one or two of those for us sure yeah i think uh one of the longstanding things for me for soul care has been reading and there have been seasons of my, I mean, I've always been a reader since I was a kid. Um, mm -hmm. but there have been seasons of my life where it's been harder to fit that in. And I, I really noticed the difference. Like if that is not in my day. Um, I feel like something's missing. Like, Oh, what was that thing I was supposed to be doing? You know? So I try, I do try to fit it in, but even if it's just, you know, a page here or there, I will squeeze it in anywhere. So I try to um, keep a book with me at all times. Uh, one time I brought a book to um, a baseball game and my husband got really mad at me. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> we're here to watch the baseball. Yeah, but it's and baseball. Like, no, like, it's baseball. Baseball is long. Yeah. <laughs> baseball is long and dare I say boring. So um, I'm not a, a baseball fan. Sorry for those of you who are. I am a, a reading fan. So I was like, I can have the best of both worlds here, honey. But he did not appreciate that. So, um, but that is that is one thing I do. I, I do try to have a book at all times. Um, I do, writing is important for me. I just think in general, creating, um, I think we all have ways that we are creative. And if you can find something that makes you kind of feel more in touch with yourself or come alive uh, as a creator, you know, take some photos, write something, make something, craft something, put together an amazing outfit. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. I do try to do something related to that daily. And um, I do listening in terms of listening. I also went through phases like when my kids were little, I could not have more noise. I, I could not. So there was very little music in my house for a, a time when my kids were little. I was like, this introvert needs silence, but there was never silence. So um, I'm coming back to music and I feel much better with it in my life. So um, I'm open to lots of suggestions, like a lot mm -hmm. of different stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, for Chasing Beauty, uh, for me, this is actually a core value that I I never really knew I had or that this was something that was important to me, but, um, or I couldn't name it, so to speak. I, I couldn't say this is what I'm seeking, um, until I really gave it some thought. And for me, I, I just have like having beautiful things in my life is so important. I, this sounds so shallow, but I think it just makes me feel 
um, at home in myself and in the world is, you know, having beautiful surroundings, spending time in nature, which is incredibly beautiful and life-giving to me, um, finding beauty just in my everyday stuff. You know, I think that this is becoming um, or has been quite popular online for years now about finding beauty in your everyday. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we have to look far. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't have to look far. It could be, you know, spending time with your kids and enjoying one specific aspect of who they are and finding that beautiful um, mm-hmm. or, you know, taking snapshots of, of your home mm-hmm. on your iPhone and putting it on Instagram. What whatever helps um, capture something beautiful is really important to me. And I think I think that's actually missing in a lot of people's lives and they don't realize that that might be something that they're pers- they could be pursuing that would be life-giving. Mm-hmm. Mm. And as you said, it can be, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Uh, um, I know, you know, I see some of the pictures that you take, Kimberly, and they're beautiful. And it's just kind of taking a moment to receive, I think, mm-hmm. what's right in front of you. And also, um, I've seen some of the poetry that you've, you've, you know, read and then repeated a line or whatever. And uh, again, that's, it's not something I pay a lot of attention to. My husband is a poet, um, so <laughs> I should pay more attention to it. But um, his his mother just sent me a book. Um, yeah, it's right here called the, "To Bless the Space Between Us" by John O'Donohue or Donahue. And you know, I wouldn't pick that book up, but it just has some simple, beautiful reflections. And I just read one and was kind of like, "Oh my gosh!" It just stops you and you think and you you know mm-hmm. just slow down for a minute and read words and i it's not something i i, I tend to do but it is it is uh I, i'm looking forward to doing more of it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure instagram has been really helpful for that with me mm-hmm. i know some people find it um they they feel like it's like a competition or something or, or they mm-hmm. feel bad about themselves when they get on instagram Man, I love Instagram. I love seeing beautiful things. I love seeing how people can look through different eyes at something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that normally I may have walked past and they took a photo of it. And it just gives me different perspective on stuff. And, the, yeah. Yeah, and then making it a practice in my own day. Um, I try to post on Instagram every day because it forces me to look around my my normal life on a regular day, not on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see love it something beautiful and take note of it mm-hmm. yeah that's all. yeah you know on your post you were talking in terms of writing but I can totally relate to this in terms of soul care in general you wrote um, when I don't write for a while the world the words build like castles taking up all of my soul space and um, I don't know how to put things that eloquently I would probably say that it gets gunked up like clogged up is what I think of when I don't take care of my soul and when I don't pursue the things that I know recharge me and bring me to life. And so I love what you wrote. And I think that's true for all of us when we don't pursue those things that we know are good for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just start to take up space. For sure. Yeah, they do. This is another thing I love that you said. You said, oftentimes making one centering choice allows the others to tag along and layering these connections points within your everyday. So 
this is on how to make time for those things. I know we all have a lot that's going on, and I think that many would be quick to say, I don't have time to do those things. I don't have time, you know, you work from home or you you have a different life than me. And, And we all have our different things, different responsibilities, different lives that we have to deal with. But just touch upon, one, this idea of, centering choices will tag along with other centering choices and then the idea of layering them and 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 back to this idea of rhythm what what are your suggestions for making time and, and why that's so important yeah i would say to that um that i i'm very fortunate and that i do i do have a lot of time to myself i mean i, I can't <laughs> i can't deny that i do i work from home so um I do have the freedom with my schedule that some people don't have, but I will say this too. My husband works over 60 hours a week and has a one hour commute each way every day. And he still manages to do some of these things, not all of them, but some of them. And he has a certain rhythm to his day too. So I do believe it's possible. I think um, it does require some planning, certainly. And I would say too, I would ask how much time are we spending doing things that are not life-giving? Are we spending a ton of time on Netflix? Are we spending a ton of time Facebook <laughs> on Facebook? You know that those times it, something has to give, and I think if you want to build these rhythms into your day, you got to look at where you have some give in your day. So um, where my husband gets into bed at night and goes scrolls through Facebook and watches a video on YouTube, he could be reading if reading was life giving to him. And if that was something mm-hmm. that, you know, brought him back to center, that would be a choice he would need to make. Um, but that doesn't, yeah, yeah, it's not for him so much yeah. with the reading. But um, I think, too, in terms of layering them, this is probably for someone with a really extreme busy schedule um, or a rigid schedule, layering these things would, would probably be their best bet in terms of like, if you incorporate um, a walk into your day at lunchtime or a walk in the evening, you can use that as your prayer time as well. Or you can use that as a time to listen to music or a podcast, something that brings you back to center. Um, or listen to a book if that, you know. Um, I think you can just, like for me, my Netflix which I find fun, kind of relaxing. I, I do that when I run. So I kind of put those two things together. I do the prayer throughout my day as I'm going about my day. Um, you know, I mean, some of these things you just need to set time aside for, but others you can kind of squeeze into your day. If you if you know it's important to you, like for me, keep a book at hand. You, mm-hmm, you're not going to read right. more if you don't have a book at hand, you know. Or if you are into making, if you know, if you are into creating and crafting, you need to have your supplies at the ready. Kind of plan ahead and know you want to, you know, accomplish this one craft mm-hmm. um, over the course of a week or something. You know, you need to have things available to you and fit it in, you know, as much as you can mm-hmm. layer those things on top of one another. It's possible to use pockets of time differently. I know my husband also drives my daughter to her soccer practice on Saturday mornings. It's a little too far for him to come back and then go back and get her. So he brings his audio book or he brings something to work on that he would normally not make time for. And, you know, he's come to enjoy watching the training. And for him, I think that's just part of our rhythm now is that he's on morning duty. And that's not only his time to spend with my daughter, but it's 
time for him to just have a place to sit where I'm not going, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he's figuring out how to carve out those times. He could certainly waste his time and come home and, and throw a load of laundry in and then race back. I mean, he, but he chooses to just set aside that time to be in the present mm-hmm. and to focus on what he's doing. So I think it takes trial and error. I think it takes some soul searching. And like you said, decide what you're willing. Like something's got to give. Decide what you're willing to give up. Um, Emily Freeman says when she talks about creating, she says, choose your absence. Mm-hmm. That's, you, that's great. What are you yeah. not going to partake in so that you can do what it is that you really mm-hmm. want to do? Absolutely. Yeah. I choose my absence from volunteer stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do volunteer work at my kids' schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they're older, so there's very little of that by mm-hmm. the time you hit high school age. But um, for a few years when they were younger, I did do it because that was my whole life was wrapped up in that. But uh, that's when I had a lot of anxiety and I didn't feel like myself for many years. Mm-hmm. So I cut that out of my life and it, it, it really opened up a lot of free time. Yeah, and one thing to just note, one last thing, is that these things will definitely change over time. I think we've mentioned before that um, how you live these things out in different seasons of your life will look different. And just kind of know that. Know that it's not always going to look like it did when your kids were young. Or it's not going to look like it did when you were at home or working or whatever the whatever the season is, whatever the situation is, and to have grace for yourself when maybe you don't achieve that ideal, but chase after the opportunities you do have and then be present in them and appreciate them. Yeah, I agree. No guilt and shame here, that's for sure. Yeah, this should not be a guilt-inducing thing at all. Well, I will pipe in that to do the kinds of stuff that you've talked about today, Kimberly, for me, for years, I would never have done this stuff because I would have thought it was selfish and, um, you know, not even consciously, you know, just Mm -hmm. like, so I did all that volunteering and I signed up for everything and I still have to watch out for that because God forbid I miss out on anything or what if I'm supposed to and all those shouldas. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, the key thing to remember in slowing down and evaluating as you have done and being, um, self-aware is that you ultimately serve other people better, which we talked about on a previous episode or one that's coming up next, I don't know, Kimberly. But um, though that those those are lies about this this like approach to life. That if we choose these things, and if we're intentional, and if we take the time, God forbid, to think about ourselves and know ourselves in this way, that there's something really selfish about it. And it's it's just it's not true. It's actually more serving. (laughs) You're able to serve so much better when you know yourself and know what you need and sort of take care of those fundamentals pretty Mm -hmm. simply. Um, and, and then, then you do the things that, that you have to do or that you, you want. It's, it's just very interesting. I'm, I'm really, I'm really paying attention to this lately because, um, I was thinking recently about busyness and how, Um, we can in busy in being busy we're sort of I think we're chasing after something and what we may be chasing after is what you're you're describing this sort Mm -hmm. of connection to ourselves we think we're going to find it somehow out there when in fact I think we're going to find it inside so I think it's um yeah the hamster wheel 
that you mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say certainly since I have recognized that these things are important to me and I need to incorporate them into my rhythms, yeah. I am a much better mother and wife yeah. and yeah. person in general. I'm a better friend yeah. because I feel I just feel so much better within myself. I feel yeah. like like you know I am being my authentic self. And, um, and I can offer that to other people. Yes, exactly. It frees you mm -hmm. to offer that. I love that. That's really, it's really important. It's really a, a shift that I think uh, many of us could, could do well to make. So good thing there's life coaches around to help people do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should get me one of those. Speaking <laughs> of Elise <laughs> on our life coaching corner, would you um, give us this week's challenge? Hmm. Well, I would like us to really think about something that we love that we're not doing. Um, really, really think about something that brings us joy. It could be writing. It could be um, walking. It could be looking, <laughs> you know, looking at stuff. Uh, looking at a flower, looking at the trees. It could be taking a little photography class um, at the adult school or a one day kind of thing. Just really think about what is it that brings you joy that you're not doing and how might you be able to incorporate that into your life without changing your entire life around um, so that you can, you can have that part of you satisfied and be free to offer to others the gifts that you have. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Excellent. All right, ladies, thanks for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org, where you'll receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. You can also follow us on social media as Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.